Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm so excited to have you today on another edition of our podcast where we try to inspire and encourage and expose you to great minds, great ideas, encouraging you to continue to pursue your dreams and even make it through uh, times in which you probably never imagined and still come out on top. Today, we're going to begin a series that I believe is going to be a tremendous blessing to you as we are going to be sharing navigating life through a pandemic. I'm grateful today to have my wife, Dr. Steph, with me today. And of course, she's going to be with me this entire month because we're going to be bringing some guests in in the next few episodes to talk about different areas. Uh, We're going to be talking about how to work with your health, take care of your body. We're going to talk about your finances and uh, your fears and phobias around that during this season. And we're going to be talking about your mental health and really giving you some tips on how to take care of you in the mental space. Today, my wife and I are going to address really how do we work through this pandemic in terms of our own lives, our balance, in terms of our family, in terms of just her sharing some medical advice with all of you in terms of understanding the seriousness of this virus that has invaded our world. It is a time in which we have never seen before. It's unprecedented and none of us saw it coming. And yet we're forced to adjust and we're seeing even on television, a lot of uh, restaurants and a lot of businesses are adapting to this new normal. We're in a place right now where the world is being impacted and As you keep on living, you're going to find out that it's going to get closer and closer to you. Somebody you know uh, may be directly or indirectly impacted by coronavirus. Honey, I want to just begin and thank you again for being a part of Next Level Leaders. People love when you're on, and I absolutely do. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah, Yeah. to have you on for the next uh, four episodes is going to be pretty cool. It'll be my co-host through this because we're dealing with something that um, a lot of people, I think, really don't really understand. Like we see on the news, there's a lot of, a lot of you know things that are being said. Statistics, you know, Dr. Fauci is putting a lot out there, uh, level-headed information for us to really understand. But in a sense, one of the things that I'll share candidly is, as your husband, you know, I I saw a level of emotion inside of you as a physician, mm. uh, grieve the idea that people just don't understand. Yeah. Tell us what don't you think people really understand? Well, I think first um, it's important for people to realize that this is real. It's happening. It's real. This is not a drill. People are dying. The problem will get worse before it gets better. And honestly, I mean, we will probably be at this, you know, home sequestering staying at home, quarantining different, you know, communities, at least for the next couple of months, I think well into early summer at the least. I think it's just truly important for people to understand that 
There are people who are healthcare professionals, doctors and nurses, and this is what Bishop is talking about. I was getting quite emotional yesterday because these are our colleagues, these are our friends, and they are putting their lives at risk to save lives. So literally, they are going into the battlefield daily to save lives, um, putting themselves at risk, putting their families at risk, knowing that they don't have proper equipment. Many physicians or nurses are not able to go home for fear of spreading coronavirus to their families. And so they're sleeping in hotels or sleeping in the hospital or what have you. And it's just a, a bad situation that prayerfully, you know, through social distancing, will soon get better, sooner rather than later. And I think it's important for people to understand, what does that mean? Like, we have to take this social distancing thing seriously. The bottom line is that it's not really the people who are coughing and sneezing that you have to worry about because you're going to walk away from those people. Someone shows any sign of having a cold, just your instinct is going to be to walk away. The people that you have to worry about are the people who look good, feel good, are walking around and have no idea that they've been exposed, that they're carrying the virus and they're spreading it to their family and friends. That's how this disease is spreading rapidly throughout the United States and around the globe. That's the issue. That's the problem. That's the frightening part. And that's why social distancing is so, so essential. I hear a lot of people talk about, I feel well, you know, I ask people, you know, do you feel like you've been exposed? You're, no, I feel well. I have any symptoms? I, you know, I don't, you know, my, my, my throat feels well. I don't have a fever. And people don't realize that you you actually can be exposed and be asymptomatic. And, uh, and that's a critical piece, right? And so our interactions matter. Talk about, you know, people who perhaps like create this greenhouse effect at home. They're, they're following the safer at home, you know, rules. And then there's a person who goes outside of that bubble, and, mm-hmm. and and the importance of that person being cognizant of their relationships and things that they're doing or interactions Outside so they don't the come, yes, Absolutely. come back in the home and taint, if you will, this greenhouse effect, if I can use that terminology. So basically what you're asking is, you know, if everyone is doing the right thing and staying at home and adhering to the social distancing rules, but you need something, you need to go to the store, you need to run an errand, or perhaps your office is calling you, you have to go into work. Well, one, continuing to adhere to social distancing outside of the house. What does that mean? It means staying at least six feet away from the people or anyone that you come in contact with. It means that when you are out and about, make sure that you're carrying hand sanitizer with you. Make sure that you are washing your hands frequently. Um, When you come home, make sure, at least for our home, we're telling and encouraging um, our family, when you walk in the door, take your shoes off, leave your shoes at the door, because whatever you're walking in, walking through, you're carrying it through the house on your shoes. That's one. Two, we ask the person who just came in from outside to completely disrobe, go take a shower immediately and throw those clothes either in the washer machine or at the very least into the dirty clothes hamper so they can be washed. You don't want whatever you're bringing from outside to be spreading out throughout your house. Also, in terms of keeping your house clean and tidy, making sure that you're washing your hands, making sure that, you know, at least for us at the end of the day or throughout the course of the day, we are, you know, making sure our countertops are clean. We're making sure that at the end of the day, we're wiping down all handles, like the refrigerator handle, all the drawer handles, all the the light switches, the toilet handle and the door handles, because these are the places that everybody touches and no one thinks to wipe them down. Everyone thinks to wipe down a countertop, but you want to wipe down those things 
things that everybody touches when they're coming in and out of the house, when they're going into the kitchen, because that's how germs are transferred. You want to treat this thing like the common flu, even though clearly it's much worse. But when you think someone in the house has a flu, what do you do? You make sure that your house is clean, is sanitized, and you want to make sure that you're doing this on a regular basis in your home. We want to make sure that people actually live through this. And we believe that with the proper information and, and, and the proper practices that you can actually navigate this unprecedented terrain. And one of the things that I think is, is critical for us to talk about is our home. Yeah. It, it, you know, a lot has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, my meteoric travel schedule, <laughs> you know, right. your, your busy life. Yeah. And now, you know, we're in a situation where we are home Kids are home. The time. Right. Kids are home. Right. You're homeschooling. Right. Walking Giovanni through her homework. And it's a blessing to watch that, but it's also challenging. And our listeners today, some of them may be facing some challenges in terms of that. Number one, I want to address how do you think we're dealing with our home and being home? Because what happens sometimes, no matter how big your home or small your home, it, it, the walls do came in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to do some creative things to maintain a sense of sanity, to break the monotony. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the, the cool and creative things we've been able to do to kind of make home fun, right? Well, I think one of the first things that we had to do was sort of change our mentality, right? Because the first thing that you think is, oh my gosh, they're telling us that we have to stay home the whole time. We're going to go crazy, right? And so you have to think, you know, two months ago, we were all wishing that we could work from home and that our offices would send us home or at least give us a, you know, work from home Friday or what have you. And now we all, for the most part, have the opportunity to do that, obviously, unless you're a healthcare provider or an essential, you know, service worker or what have you. Um, But now you're, that's the opposite. So now the grass looks green on the other side because you're being forced to stay home and now everyone wants to get out, right? And so one is just being grateful, right? That you have a home to go to. Two, just realizing that, especially if you have a family and, you know, with us, with our sort of fast paced life, like, wow, this is the time that we've been begging for that we've never had before to be able to be at home, even if this is forced upon us, you know, at the end of the day, I think we both looked at each other and just said that we're just very grateful to be able to spend this quality time with each other and with our kids, because this is something that's really unprecedented for our family. Usually we're, you know, like ships passing in the night and going crisscrossing the country and moving all about all over the city. And so I think that's the main thing that we first did was sort of change our mentality in terms of being a prisoner in our house to just being grateful for the time that we're able to spend with each other. You know, some of the creative things that we've been able to do, I think it's fun. You know, we Mm -hmm. play Uno, we, you know, we, we, you know, play family family games Mm -hmm. for the family night, watching movie night, you know, just doing creative things, you know, taking walks through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. which is important, maintaining social distancing with other mm-hmm. folks, but being able to go out and, and do those kinds of things and then working out because mm-hmm. that's important. We'll talk about that in the next episode, but, you know, that's a critical component of this as well, you know, coming up with something each week that's new, that's refreshing, you know, you and I, you know, going in and finding movies we always want to watch, mm-hmm. you know, now we can sit down and watch those and- Cooking and, and, with the kids. Yeah, cooking with the kids. Yeah, and, yeah you know, and so, and sleeping in a little bit yeah. later. <laughs> right, thank goodness. <laughs> you yeah. know, and so I think, you know, it's important to, you know, some of the cool things we've been able to do as a family, you know, has been things like, you know, cooking with the kids. Yeah. Or like playing games and like having a family game night, game night in, watching movies. Yeah. And, you know, we've been able to catch up on some movies that, you know, we hadn't seen in 
wanted to see and yeah. kind of sleeping in a little later. You yeah, know what I mean? No, for sure. So those things are important. And so then think, also getting out of the house too, like um, yeah. in a safe way, obviously ma- maintaining social distancing and, you know, taking walks around the neighborhood and Yeah, taking like walks. That. And that's so, that's so important. And then working out because mm-hmm. that's important. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But, you know, that's a critical component of this as well, you know. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, we've had to do, I think it's important, is really be intentional about our schedule. Yeah. You know, for well, me, yes. you know, obviously, you know, I get up, go to the church, you know, now the church has kind of come to the house, right. you know what I mean? And uh, I'm working at all these things in ministry. I'm in here and I, and I had to really set a schedule. We talked about that, like what's going to be our schedule. And so we actually had to set a work schedule and then cut it off and then have that family time. Yeah, well, I think what we realized was that it's very easy to bring everything from outside in the world into your home. And so then what we realized within the first couple of days was that everything was encroaching, whereas before it was you go out, you go to work, you travel. When you come home, this is our safe haven. This is our sanctuary. And when you walk through the door, it's all about family and kids and, you know, marriage or what have you. But being at home all the time now, it was very easy for you to start work in the morning, continue work all afternoon, continue work all evening, because there was no cutoff. There was no door. There was nothing for you to walk through to put it down. Um, And so we very quickly had to realize that, whoa, 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 this is a bad habit. This is a slippery slope. So let's figure out how do we create boundaries, even though we are forced to work from home. We really had to figure out how to carve out family time while we're home with our family. Yeah. And that's, that's the key part, right? Because, you know, you have to have those lines of demarcation clearly. Mm -hmm. I'm at work, you know, here's the the kids come in and when they wake up or something's going on, they just jump in my lap and I'm like, I have to keep it going. And so I think that's a part of just, you know, having some flexibility, but also being able to function at a high level, doing your job, Mm -hmm. but yet have those boundaries where you can say at this moment, I'm just going to do family, have dinner together and those kinds of things, which I think are are very important. Yeah, because we also realize that a number of people who are listening to this podcast are trying to juggle. You're trying to juggle everything. You know, you might be a single mom who's trying to work from home and your kids are home. You have to homeschool and you have to do your job. Like, how do you do both? You know, you might be trying to balance marriage responsibilities with home responsibilities. You might be the homemaker, but now you've got to, you know, spend three or four hours teaching your kid math that you don't even understand. Like being put in this situation is something that's new pretty much for almost everybody, unless you're a teacher, you know, and this is what you do. Like none of us thought, you know, four or five weeks ago that we would be in the situation that we're in, but we're forced to be chameleons um, and be malleable and actually be able to sort of just figure it out. Yeah. Talk about your, your system with, uh, Teaching. You yeah. Know, talk about that. You've got a system. <laughs> so this was, yeah, yeah. Now, we have a system now. This was clearly trial and error. But what we do is, you know, we get up around 8.30 in the morning, which is late for us, but that's our new normal now because the kids are able to stay up a little bit later. So we get up about 8.30, you know, we're done with breakfast and showering and getting dressed. And I think it's, a, again, a, a mental shift. Even though you're not leaving the house, it's important to get dressed because it sets the tone for the day, right? And so we're sitting down, Giovanni and I, our daughter, by 
by, you know, 930 and we do schooling for her from 930 to 1130. At 1130, we break and, you know, we are waiting on my husband to get ready for lunch. And so we're all sitting down, even including our two-year-old son for lunch for noon. So we eat lunch by one o'clock. I'm putting the baby down. Dr. Walker is back to work. Giovanni is doing some homework assignments that she can do independently. By two o'clock, I'm back with working with Giovanni, you know, finishing up whatever schoolwork she has. Dr. Walker is back sort of, you know, back to work, you know, on his conference calls or what have you. By three o'clock, He's got the kids or our au pair has the kids. So now it's my turn from three to five o'clock. Now I'm working on my beauty counter business at home, you know, talking to clients and consultants from all over the country, doing our business, making things happen. And then by five o'clock, we're both kind of trying to wrap up, slow things down, getting prepared for dinner at six. We eat dinner from six to seven. And then, you know, after seven, it's, you know, the kids are with our nanny or our au pair and my husband and I are trying to figure out if we can, if we have time to carve out some one-on-one time, because again, you can get lost in all of this, trying to do everything for everybody and still perform at work from home and then lose sight of each other. Yeah. I mean, that's so important, you know, not to lose sight of you in the midst of this, because, you know, statistics are saying that a lot of, you know, marriages will be threatened in this season. A lot of domestic violence can be on heightened, yeah. uh, you know, even child abuse, child abuse, because you're in the home. You're like, you know, I'm sick of these people, right. <laughs> you know? but somebody come get them. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> fact is, you know, it's an opportunity to really understand what it means to be a family, to be, right. to not just thank God for the house, but to thank God for the home. And now to be mm-hmm. spiritual enough to say, let me lead this house. Let me be in this house in a place of peace. And, and that's the beauty of it all. And, and out of all the things that are happening, one of the final things I think is important to say is how to insulate yourself from overload of yeah. the television, of what you're hearing, yeah. because the news is important. We, we kind of get a dose. We've got a now system. We get a dose in the morning and one dose in the evening. But you got to turn that TV off. You cannot mm-hmm. sit up all day watching. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You, your emotions will go left and right. You're like, oh my God, this person's got Corona. That Just to be clear, somebody you know is going to get Corona. Somebody famous, somebody, some athlete. It's going to happen. So, you know, if you just keep on in, in that whole Corona, you know, thing, you, you're going you're gonna to just lose sight. You're going to walk around in fear. You're going to walk around not living the life that I believe God wants you to live. And I think it's just important, right, for you to really step away from it and live your life and do the best you can and get creative around it and start, you know, cleaning your house or taking up a new hobby. It's the time to grind. It's the time now not to be sitting around twiddling your thumbs, but maybe to realize that this is not going to be a new normal when you get back. This is going to be a time for you to start creating, letting that vision come out of you, getting that business plan down. I mean, that's some millionaires that are going to be birthed out of this. There's going to be some people that's going to do some extraordinary things. You're going to see problems that need to be solved in the earth. And you got to be the one to solve that. After this, nothing's going to be the same. And uh, you got to realize this is your time to grind, to focus, to build, and to say, look, let me just use this time wisely and not just sit around all day on my laurels and just think, oh, when this is over, I'm just going to go back to my regular job, my regular normal life. It won't be normal again. You know, and that's why it's so important uh, to understand how to navigate life through a pandemic. Honey, I thank you. I really do. This is... uh, this has been great, a great conversation. No, I agree. And yeah. uh, our takeaways, again, you know, are just important for us to understand, you know, the seriousness of the coronavirus. This is right. not 
a drill. This is real. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to really get the information about social distancing and understand it's not those who are coughing all the time. It's those who are walking around asymptomatic. And just know that if you stay home, you you yourself are saving lives. You are saving someone's life by staying home. You are helping being to be part of the solution as opposed to being part of the problem. You single-handedly are helping to flatten the curve. If everyone does their part, we can get back to being outside and doing the things that we love to do sooner rather than later. Hey, you heard it from the doctor right here. And it's important. This thing won't, won't last forever. We'll get through it. And uh, it's also important, you know, that you understand how to get creative in your home, you know, how to spend that quality time with your family. You discover things about each other, about your children, about your mate, you know, have those conversations, enjoy those movies, spend that time together, do some creative cooking, do some, take up some things you didn't, you always want to learn to do, you know, know, I want to learn to make a cake. Let me try now, you know, let me go and clean out my closet. Let me do something really cool and let me take care of myself in the process. And so, I just appreciate all of you being a part of this. I hope it's been informative for you. And of course, that's what Next Level Leaders is all about. This entire series, we're going to be staying on this topic, navigating life through a pandemic. Our next episode, we're going to be talking about how do you take care of your physical body, the kind of things you eat. You know, a lot of conversation is about that because this is not the time for you to sit at home and, and gain, gain 30 pounds. pounds. <laughs> yeah, you said 20, I said 30, <laughs> you know, and just sit around, let yourself go. I mean, there's some things you can do. You know, I, can't, you know, I can't get to the gym. Well, guess what? We're going to talk about some creative things you can do in your own home uh, that can help you. We've got a very special guest. Can't wait to share him with you. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to Next Level Leader and may God bless you is our prayer. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.